Section 28 of Expository Thoughts on the Gospel of St. Matthew by J. C. Ryle Chapter 10, verses 24 to 33 Warnings to the First Christian Preachers This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Read by Marianne Matthew chapter 10, verses 24 to 33 The disciple is not above his master, nor the servant above his lord. It is enough for the disciple that he be as his master, and the servant as his lord. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebub, how much more shall they call them of his household? Fear them not, therefore, for there is nothing covered that shall not be revealed, and hid that shall not be known. What I tell you in darkness, that speak ye in light. And what ye hear in the ear, that preach ye upon the housetops. And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a farthing? And one of them shall not fall on the ground without your father. But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear ye not, therefore, he are of more value than many sparrows. Whosoever, therefore, shall confess me before men, him will I confess also before my Father, which is in heaven. But whosoever shall deny me before men, him will I also deny before my Father, which is in heaven. To do good to souls in this world is very hard. All who try it find out this by experience. It needs a large stock of courage, faith, patience, and perseverance. Satan will fight vigorously to maintain his kingdom. Human nature is desperately wicked. To do harm is easy. To do good is hard. The Lord Jesus knew this well when he sent forth his disciples to preach the gospel for the first time. He knew what was before them if they did not. He took care to supply them with a list of encouragements, in order to cheer them when they felt cast down. Weary missionaries abroad, or fainting ministers at home, disheartened teachers of schools, and desponding visitors of districts, would do well to study often the nine verses we have just read. Let us mark what they contain. Those who try to do good to souls must not expect to fare better than their great master. The disciple is not above his master, nor the servant above his lord. The Lord Jesus was slandered and rejected by those whom he came to benefit. There was no error in his teaching. There was no defect in his method of imparting instruction. Yet many hated him, and called him Beelzebub. Few believed in him, and cared for what he said. Surely we have no right to be surprised if we, whose best efforts are mingled with much imperfection, are treated in the same way as Christ. If we let the world alone, it will probably let us alone. But if we try to do it spiritual good, it will hate us as it did our Master. Those who try to do good must look forward with patience to the day of judgment. There is nothing covered that shall not be revealed, and hid that shall not be known. They must be content in this present world to be misunderstood, misrepresented, vilified, slandered, and abused. They must not cease to work because their motives are mistaken, 
and their characters fiercely assailed. They must remember continually that all will be set right at the last day. The secrets of all hearts shall then be revealed. He shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light, and thy judgment as the noonday. Psalm 37, verse 6. The purity of their intentions, the wisdom of their labors, and the rightfulness of their cause shall at length be made manifest to all the world. Let us work on steadily and quietly. Men may not understand us, and may vehemently oppose us. But the day of judgment draws nigh. We shall be righted at last. The Lord, when he comes again, will bring to light the hidden things of darkness, and will make manifest the counsels of the hearts, and then shall every man have praise of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 5 Those who try to do good must fear God more than man. Man can hurt the body, but there his enmity must stop. He can go no further. God is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. We may be threatened with the loss of character, property, and all that makes life enjoyable, if we go on in the path of religious duty. We must not heed such threats when our course is plain. Like Daniel and the three children, we must submit to anything rather than displease God and wound our consciences. The anger of man may be hard to bear, but the anger of God is much harder. The fear of man does indeed bring a snare, but we must make it give way to the expulsive power of a stronger principle, even the fear of God. It was a fine saying of good Colonel Gardiner's, I fear God, and therefore there is none else that I need fear. Those who try to do good must keep before their minds the providential care of God over them. Nothing can happen in this world without His permission. There is no such thing in reality as chance, accident, or luck. The very hairs of their heads are numbered. The path of duty may sometimes lead them into great danger. Health and life may seem to be periled if they go forward. Let them take comfort in the thought that all around them is in God's hand. Their bodies, their souls, their characters are all in His safekeeping. No disease can seize them, no hand can hurt them, unless He allows. They may say boldly to every fearful thing they meet with, Thou couldst have no power at all against me, except it were given thee from above. In the last place, those who try to do good should continually remember the day when they will meet their Lord to receive their final portion. If they would have him own them, and confess them before his father's throne, they must not be ashamed to own and confess him before the men of this world. To do it may cost us much. It may bring on us laughter, mockery, persecution, and scorn. But let us not be laughed out of heaven. Let us recollect the great and dreadful day of account, and not be afraid to show men that we love Christ, and want them to know and love him also, let these encouragements be treasured up in the hearts of all who labor in Christ's cause, whatever their position may be. The Lord knows their trials, and has spoken these things for their comfort. He cares for all His believing people, but for none so much as those who work for His cause and try to do good. May we seek to be of that number. Every believer may do something if he tries, there is always something for everyone to do. 
may we each have an eye to see it, and a will to do it. End of section 28